0: Technically, it's three
1: camps. We have three different encampments. Camp Brookwoods. Brookwoods. Camp Deer Run. Camp
0: Deer Run. River Outpost. Three camps.
1: Moreau and Brookwoods. Deer Run.
0: River Outpost. The Three Camps Podcast. With your hosts, John Cooper and Seth Coates. Three
1: camps. Three camps
0: hello and welcome to our 20th episode of the three camps podcast i'm one of your hosts john cooper
1: and i am seth coates
0: seth happy new year
1: <laughs> happy new year john
0: how how did the uh, christmas how did it go these last two weeks yeah it was
1: good we did i took a bunch of time off and a lot of my family kind of rotated through so so good times um we just wrapped up Winter Reunion. How was that for you?
0: Yeah, you know, it was it was good. I, I'd never been to one. I mean, I've been in the kitchen for them. right? Uh, and it was funny because the first night, they have, there's a rally. Anyone who's been will know this. And, man, I'll tell you, I haven't really seen, like, the song singing. <laughs> like, at one point, we're doing Days of Elijah. People are everywhere. And there's, like, dancing and, like, corralling. And there's cheering and there's jumping and... And I thought, I have to go on after this. You know? <laughs> I can't bring this energy to the mic. So uh, that was good. I, 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 you know, I, I, Like I said, I, I didn't know how it was going to all play out. But I was certainly happy to be a part of it. Nice. Yeah. And
1: just so everybody knows, like John was the camp speaker. And yeah. someone else ran the kitchen. Um, Tim jumped in there to yeah. run the kitchen. So yeah. different role for you. Yeah. Was that first time doing something like that?
0: Um, With kids. With kids. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that was, you know, you always go, I'm not going to be able to be keeping these kids awake, you know, especially because they stayed in to do, to do fireworks on New Year's Eve and they brought in the new year. I think everyone kind of cleared out around like 1 a.m. So then I had to talk the next morning. So yeah, you want to bring a little energy, I guess, to that. Uh, You know, it was funny. I told this silly story, a true story, but um, about my childhood. And I won't go into the whole thing, but it was this kind of story about, um, me and three other friends taking a wooden bobsled on wheels down like the biggest hill in my neighborhood and all the things that could go wrong you know in that whole thing but they every year uh there's a sledding competition where they have to build you know these like vessels basically out of cardboard and whatever right and these kids tried to recreate my bobsled oh that's awesome and it like one it went the fastest i think it went the farthest so i was proud of uh you know the small thing that i inspired
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: What's the new year like for you? What's what's the rhythms here?
1: Yeah, January. So in my head, anyways, uh, it begins the push towards summer. So a lot of staff left to hire, some campers left to find, um, and I'll at the end of the month I'll begin like um, one of two road trips that I'll do. Okay, to yeah. get out there and see some camp people and and try and find some new staff. It's that. It's the kickoff of the marketing season.
0: My understanding is that you and Beth Walker and Ben Tabone are all hiring at yeah. this point. That's a yep. big part of it. But everyone, all three camps three are getting camps. real full.
1: Yeah. The Yeah. MRO, I don't think we're close to full yet, but our registrations are off the hook compared to a normal year, whatever normal is. I almost want to just tell people like who are listening and they want to
0: send their kids or grandkids to camp get on it right because it's it's filling up
1: right yeah right. we uh we've often said we don't want this to be like a commercial spot but it, it's probably <laughs> worth saying like if you thought you're going to camp this summer at brookwoods or deer run and potentially mro if you're not signed up you should get on it
0: yeah it's a public service announcement it's yeah, not a commercial it's just there we're is. just trying to do you a, a solid <laughs> uh speaking of uh, mro well it's first tuesday it is its bringing in 2023 in style happy new year everyone episode 20 baby let's get into it
1: it's first tuesday see what i did there this month we're thinking about the importance of camp in our spiritual walk but also how camp alone might not be enough to carry the day on our sanctification you've heard me say this before but i hate 10 pound words But I'm not sure I have a better one than sanctification, right? I could say the whole thing every time, our spiritual journey towards becoming more like Jesus, but that's what I mean, sanctification, the way that God grows us into his people. Allow me a quick analogy. In my early 20s, I fancied myself an outdoorsman. I thought I was a pretty big deal. I could nerd out on gear till my listeners glassed over, and they did. I was in good shape. I could carry heavy things far, I could hike fast, I could start a fire in any weather conditions, rain, snow, it didn't matter. I had the skills and the determination to make it happen. I was great in my own mind. I did not have to train or stay in shape. I could eat whatever I wanted in any quantity I wanted. I could pack my 6,400 cubic inch REI pack and then hammer into the mountains for days or even weeks at a time. I learned to build log cabins with a chainsaw in those days. I hiked all the 46 peaks of New York. I was lead climbing 510 on real rock. I would just go out and do these things. And I could, without any preparation. It eventually changed and I didn't see it coming. In my late 20s, my wife and I moved to Montana and we served at a camp out there where we lived at 6,000 feet of elevation right on the edge of the Galton National Forest. My first summer out there, I led a father-son backpacking trip into the Spanish Peaks Wilderness. We spent a good amount of time hiking around the seven to 9,000 foot elevation and we summited an 11,000 foot peak. I had just turned 27 in that summer and let's just say in my mind, I still believed I was basically invincible. But on day five, my body proved to me that that I was not invincible. My knees started to swell and the pain from each step increased. So I did what any reasonable person would do and started a steady regime of ibuprofen. I remember getting off that trip and talking with Kathy about it, to which she made the reasonable suggestion that maybe I needed to work out and prepare for these things. So, you know what I did? I bought gear, lighter gear, and I did not work out. I went on a full send ultralight backpacking deep dive. And it was still some years later that I realized she was right, and I needed to invest time throughout the year in preparation for some adventure trip or excursion. Summer camp can be really important in the life of a young Christian, it was for me. I sometimes wonder how many of our campers or even staff rely on it as the only source of spiritual growth in their lives. They get through their year and then head back to camp for the boost or growth that it brings. Kind of like me heading out on a backpacking trip, not having invested any time or effort the rest of the year. And I realize that I'm stretching a little to connect the hot-headed 20-year-old Seth's ill-preparedness physically to the power of God's sanctification in our lives. But track with me. Camp is great for growing spiritually. It really is. We do all the things there. We read scripture. We have mentors. Study the Bible. Sing songs. We have campfire chats that God uses to shape us. It can be the high point of the calendar year spiritually for many people. It was for me, but how about the rest of the year? In my mind, January is the furthest point from summer camp. I know, I know anyone with a half a brain will know that it's not the furthest point from the summer camp. The furthest point from summer camp is actually the day after camp ends, but hear me out. When I was of camper age, Registration for the summer camp I attended opened on January 1st. This was back when the internet existed, but it really wasn't useful yet. We would mail from the good old-fashioned postal service our registration with a deposit check in it. The name of the game was to try and have it land in the camp's mailbox on January 1st or a couple days before that first week of january we would get a letter back from the camp confirming our registration for my session and the anticipation of camp set in i'd pull out the packing list and then go find a camp more catalog maybe you remember this thing no pictures printed on the cheap paper just drawings of items and prices listed next to short descriptions and i'd daydream about all the new gear i would somehow acquire before my session came I'd write a letter to a camp buddy to see if he got into the same session, and I would eagerly await the spring newsletter from the camp, where the staff list would be published, to see if my favorite counselors were returning. The countdown to summer had begun. As a teenager, the coming of camp had all kinds of anticipation with it. I would connect with camp friends, guys I only saw at summer camp but somehow felt very close to. I knew there would be physical challenges, hikes that would stretch me. I knew I would achieve some awards in different activity areas, and there was recognition for achievement that I looked forward to. And there was anticipation of spiritual growth. Camp was where I gave my life to Jesus. And returning to camp each summer was a shot in the arm for me spiritually. I remember each year returning from camp, fired up to read my Bible and grow as God's man. And throughout the year, that fire would tame and my good intentions would slowly dwindle. But then I would find myself back at camp. Each of my camper years had that kind of cyclical nature to it. Camp wasn't the only big influence on my spiritual formation. And I would argue that camp alone is not enough. God used church, youth group, mentors, Bible studies, my parents, my friends, and eventually Bible college to shape me throughout the rest of the year. It would take a while, and I won't do it now, but I could walk us through each year from age 14 to 24 and talk about the other things, other than camp, that God was using to make me more like Jesus in those years. In those years, camp was a very important part of God's work in my life, but it wasn't the only thing. Allow me just a couple of examples. I grew up in a Christian home, and my parents were often involved in leading Bible studies of some kind. Often, it was a group of families getting together in our cramped living room with piles of kids. My parents were big on not having a separate program for the kids. The children did the Bible studies with their parents, and I remember this being chaotic. Like the kind of chaos that my two-year-old Creates When he smashes his 12-year-old brother's Lego creation, she has to get a reaction, which it always does. But it instilled one solid truth in my life. The Bible studies instilled in me that the Bible is not merely to be read, it's to be understood. The youth group I attended in my teenage years would do a retreat every winter, and I would go mostly to hang out with a buddy of mine and to try and be around a girl that i had a major crush on we would have these late night meetings where someone would share from the bible and then we would discuss it as a group there was one night that is memorable it was my freshman or sophomore year in one of these late night meetings i remember being super tired and barely staying awake i was loosely tracking with the topic and then one of the leaders called on me to share my thoughts on the subject I don't remember specifically the question, and I'm fairly confident that I gave a less than satisfactory answer because the leader pressed on and asked me to clarify my answer for the group. I don't remember if my second attempt was any better than my first, but here's what stuck with me. It was the realization that people around me expect me to know what I believe and be able to talk about it. And that youth retreat started to resolve in me to do just that. I worked for a year after graduating high school. I had aged out as a camper from the camp I attended, but I knew I would be returning on staff the next summer. I was involved as a leader in three different ministries, but the biggest thing that stands out for me from that year was a guy that I worked with. He was a solid Christian, but probably didn't fit the mold of a church-going guy from our area. If you saw him on the street, you would assume he owned a Harley. He's that kind of guy. Most of the days that we worked together, he would buy me lunch and ask hard questions about my faith and what I believed in. And then he would suggest passages of scripture where I could go and read more about what we were discussing, and I would. Then a few days later, he would want to know what I'd been reading and what my thoughts were. That year, Big Pete was a mentor that I didn't plan on having. And he was used by God to make me ask serious questions about my theology and really dial in what I believed. It's First Tuesday. It's the first First Tuesday. And here's my question for you. Will you invest time, effort, and energy this year into partnering with God in your spiritual growth? Or will you be like the 20-year-old version of me that would go on an expedition with no preparation waiting for summer camp to give you just enough boosts to get through the year? What about those of you who don't make it back to camp this summer? Are you still hanging on to the importance of camp in your life and in your sanctification from years past? And what about now? What things do you put in your life to continue to grow as God's man or woman? Let me leave you with a quote from an email I received this past summer. This is from a young man who attended camp and eventually aged out, but just like I've been talking about knows that camp alone is not enough. This is what he says. Hey Seth, I know it's been a while and you might not remember me from camp, but I went to MRO for many years and I feel like I owe you a thank you. My last year of camp was nearly three years ago. And on one of the last days I asked you if you might have a Bible that was easier to read, Then the normal translation, you found me the next day and gave it to me and you wrote how you hoped this would lead me in my next direction towards God. I've read a chapter of this Bible every night since August, almost three years ago, and I feel as though it's finally starting to take shape. And so I really appreciate that. I just wanted to reach out because I was thinking about camp and how special that place is. This has been episode 20 of the Three Camps Podcast, which is produced by John Cooper and myself. A Big thanks to John for coming in after a long weekend and editing all this to get it out on the right day. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope that you have a great start to your new year. I hope that you will take some time to think about what God might do this year in your life to draw you closer to himself.